Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today we are talking about stress. Uh, modern humans are dealing with uh, an unprecedented amount of stress. It's fattening us, it's aging us, it's causing immune system problems. Um, why are we dealing with this level of stress? Like what's going on uh, that's causing this? That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And then, of course, at the end, some things that we can do to mitigate stress and really get control of it. So I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, I have a lot of busy clients. I deal with stress. Uh, my clients are parents. They're business owners. Um, they deal with a lot of stress. And, and I was kind of trying to wrap my mind around, like, what is it about our modern lifestyle that is so conducive to pile on stress on top of us? So here's just a couple thoughts. Number one, think about this. We multitask more than any other humans in the past have. Think about even just a hundred years ago, um, how much simpler life was on the farm, or even in you know in when the industrial era started, life was so much more simple than it is now. The constant multitasking, the emails, the text messages, the phone calls, uh, traffic, you know, all the chatter that's constantly going on. Um, you know, there's, there's so much fast paced moving things on a constant basis that I can make the argument that the amount of multitasking that we're susceptible to in a day in day out basis is really driving cortisol and stress in uh, most people. The other thing that kind of goes along with that is, is time constraints. Uh, again, think about 100, 120 years ago, uh, life didn't have as much time constraints and you notice this when you go out in nature uh, or you watch, you know, you watch the, the earth uh, just sit and be and animals move. Time seems to be so much slower than it is when we're constantly multitasking, like I just talked about. So the, the amount of time constraints we have on us and the different things we're obligated to do in a day in, day out basis, this also is driving a ton of stress. Now. Also, we, we cannot leave out the environmental stressors. Um, and I also included in here consumption because the things that we're putting on our body, in our body, eating, drinking, cosmetic products, all these things have the ability to add stress to your body. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you would measure that quantifiably to see uh, when you eat or drink something or you... Um, do something, breathe something, the, how that affects your stress or your HRV. And then of course, you know, we cannot leave out just the world scene. Um, think about just this year alone in 2023, um, they're on a record setting pace for mass shootings in the United States. Uh, the natural disasters that are taking place around the world, political issues, uh, race issues, um, sexual identity issues. I mean, you could just go on and on and on and on. These things all play a role on our stress. So what effect does stress have on our health and fitness? Um, why are we talking about this? Why is, the, why is a health and fitness podcast really diving deep on these topics? Well, let's just go over six areas um, in my notes here that, that I had written down for how stress affects us physically. Okay, number one, 
it raises our blood sugar. Um, this leads to poor fat burning because the higher our blood sugar, the higher our insulin, the higher our insulin, the more susceptible you are to store energy as fat. The lower our insulin, the higher our glucagon, the more susceptible we are to burn fat out of the cell with that hormone glucagon. Okay. What raises blood sugar uh, when we're stressed? How does stress actually raise blood sugar? Well, that leads to number two, it raises cortisol and elevated cortisol actually has the ability to, it's a glucocorticoid steroid. Okay, so it's a steroid that actually is induces the body to come up with glucose, whether it's from the liver or whether it's from depleting our muscle mass. It actually is a process called gluconeogenesis. So gluconeocreation is what that word stands for. And how does it create glucose out of nothing? If it doesn't have it stored up, it will actually take your muscle mass and convert that into glucose. Um, so you actually will be burning the muscle mass or also i.e. your metabolism right off of your body the more stressed out you are. Now, number three, elevated cortisol. This leads to lower melatonin and also lower sex hormones, okay? Because the more cortisol we're creating, the less um, raw materials we have to make our other sex hormones and hormones like melatonin that help us sleep. And so then you get in this vicious cycle of I'm really stressed and I'm not sleeping as well or I'm waking up through the night, especially in that 2 to 4 a.m. range. And that means leaves me more stressed the next day because my sleep is bad. So then you get in this vicious cycle of losing sleep. Uh, the more stressed out you get, the more stressed out you get, the more you lose sleep. Not to mention um, the stress on the body when it doesn't have enough testosterone as a man or a woman. Okay, so if you're depleting your sex hormones because of elevated cortisol, um, then you're left with not enough of the, the sex hormones we need to feel good and to feel libido and to feel energy and to, to burn fat. These are your fat burning hormones. Like we have to have the conversation about testosterone and progesterone, especially uh, for a woman. So now elevated cortisol also leads to increased anxiety and depression. Okay, we're, we're literally dealing with the highest rates of anxiety and depression that we've ever seen in human history. And higher rates of anxiety and depression leads to more addictive bad behaviors, uh, overconsumption of alcohol, overconsumption of sugar, overconsumption of uh, recreational drugs or medicinal drugs. Um, and this leads you also, even if you're not using any of those things, it, it leads you more depleted to where you don't want to exercise. You don't want to go outside. Uh, you want to stay inside in the dark. So you can really see how this elevated cortisol, it plays so much into all these things, including number five, higher inflammation. Now, uh, just over the last couple of years in dealing with the pandemic, we could easily see how the more inflamed someone was, the worse their immune system was. The worse their immune system was, the more of a hard time they had dealing with the coronavirus. So higher inflammation caused by higher cortisol can also lead to a host of other problems, autoimmune diseases, um, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, Hashimoto's disease, so a disease of your thyroid, um, you know, lupus, you know, all these different things, Crohn's, colitis, any of these can crop up just from chronically high inflammation, which could be from chronically high stress. And so number six, let's get into this real quick. Elevated cortisol 
and elevated adrenaline, these things age you faster all the way down to the DNA level. Okay, so if we have elevated cortisol and adrenaline over a long period of time, chronically elevated, it's going to age you faster, ladies. Uh, it's going to age you faster. And, and you can tell this by the people you've seen in your life that um, are chronically stressed out. They do not look young and vibrant with clear, fresh skin and good muscle mass. And they oftentimes look older, they look grayer, they look more wrinkled. And this is because of the excess in cortisol and adrenaline. So we have to focus on the effect that stress has on all of us if we don't manage it. And that's the thing is, is today's podcast is about learning how to manage stress keep it in its proper place. It's not that we should all be like monks walking around like no stress or anything like that. That's impossible. It's not going to happen in the modern age we live in. But all six of these things contribute massively to the biggest killers in the game, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, the leading killers in this world. Stress is the backbone of what's driving these things. And again, it plays into so many more areas than just, you know, I'm stressed out because of work or whatever. It could be the things you're putting in your body. It could be, um, you know, all these different areas we just talked about. So how can we manage stress? What are the ways uh, that we can start pulling levers and managing stress? Well, first, uh, our sponsor today is there is no sponsor. Please. All I ask is you leave me a review. If you get something out of this podcast on a weekly basis, every Tuesday I try to put episodes out. If you get something out of this, please leave me a review on Google Places. So just go to Google, type in Muscles and Veggies Fitness. Leave me a review. For those of you, there's two or three of you that have here recently done that. I, I just want to say thanks. Appreciate that. That helps people find my personal training and my podcast as well. So if you could do that for me, go to Google, leave me a review on Google Places under Muscles and Veggies Fitness. I would highly appreciate that. So to start, think back to the beginning of why we're dealing with so much stress. Because first we have to undo some of these things that are really stressing us, like the multitasking, uh, time management, the environmental and consumption stressors. Okay, so we have to cut down on so much multitasking, especially when we're not at work. That's like the number one tip I can probably give you is, you know, we have to do a level of multitasking while we're at work. It's just kind of comes with the territory. But when we're not at work, maybe refrain from like leaving work, getting into the car, immediately putting on a podcast or a talk show or, you know, music or just sit there for a second. Breathe. Okay, take a couple big deep breaths. Think about what am I about to go do? I have to stop here. I have to pick up the kids. I have to do this. How can I do these things as chill as human, humanly possible? I'm not going to get stressed out about traffic. I'm not going to get stressed out about what time it is or what I'm cooking for dinner. All I'm going to do is just be super chill as I do these two or three things that I need to do on my commute home. These simple tips like this are massive because they get us to slow down, focus on the moment, focus on what we're doing. And this it has been a huge lever for myself. When I leave work, when I leave the gym, uh, just sit there for a second and breathe. Think about what I have to do the rest of the day and how can I do these things as calm and chill as possible. 
Now, on top of that, I would like to also say that one of the other things that you can do, especially leaving the gym, leaving your workout, whether it be at home or whether it be uh, at the gym, is just to stop for 10 or 15 minutes at the end of your workout and stretch and breathe. Okay, stretch and breathe. I try to do this with all my clients. Sometimes we don't have the most time to do it, but it's massively important that we've just elevated cortisol over this hour period of time and put your body in a flight or flight state by exercising and lifting heavy things. And that activates your central nervous system. Now, before I send you out into the world and you go back to the emails, the calls, the messages, everything that everyone has to deal with, Take 10 or 12 minutes to just stretch and breathe and deactivate your nervous system. This will, it's really clear if you track your HRV, this spike in HRV during your workout. And then it tends to trail off for the hours leading up afterwards. So what I'm trying to do is let's trail it off really fast right after your workout and get back into a good level of heart rate variability. And for those of you who don't know what heart rate variability is, the higher of variability between your heart rate is a really good indication of your nervous system being de-stressed, okay? The higher, think of it this way, it's kind of like a metronome. The higher stress you are, the more that heart rate is very consistent, like tick, 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 okay? Um, the higher variability, it shows deactivation of your nervous system. So maybe it's like tick, 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 tick. It's all this variability. Okay. So if you understand that concept, the higher the variability, the lower stress, the more metronome it is, and the more constant and consistent, that's actually means that you're more stressed out. Your central nervous system is very activated. So you can see this if you track it on your Apple watch or a Garmin or an Aura ring or something like that. It's really easy to see uh, how you can move the needle on some of these practices with stress by deactivating your nervous system. The other thing is, you know, be better about scheduling your time management. Uh, we all have so many things on our calendar on a daily basis. Um, you have to schedule more time around the, the time that you have to be on at work. Schedule more time around that to get some recharging and self-care. Okay, not in a selfish way, but in a way that like, you refill your gas tank. And there's, I heard this analogy here recently, like if you are constantly giving your gas out to other vehicles, uh, you never have any gas for yourself. So you have to take time to stop and fill up. Uh, otherwise you don't have any gas to give out and you will burn out and break down at that point. So that's really important that you take time for the things that specifically do it for you. Like for me, it's nature, it's mountain biking, it's hiking, um, sitting in the sauna, doing this podcast, um, you know, cold, cold baths outside, uh, just sitting outside and just being and listening to the wind, listening to the birds, that stuff does it for me every time. So I know I have to prioritize that into my week sitting around and, you know, on Netflix, you know, viewing, um, stimulating shows and different, I mean, some people will say that's how I de-stress, but I can make the argument that believe it or not, like you're still consuming things, right? You're still taking in information and taking in information and stimulating. I don't care what it is. So we have to really prioritize, like, let's stop taking in so much information and just be, just go outside, sit, watch the world turn. Uh, I promise you, you'll benefit from it. 
And this also goes into like some things we're going to talk about here in a minute, uh, grounding, nature, sunshine. But before I get into that, you know, we have to, and this is like paramount. If you think I'm completely crazy about these other things, you have to at least take this to heart. Um, you got to eat and drink nourishing things in your body. Think about like if you wanted to stress your body out the fastest way, just consume a bunch of inflammatory processed garbage in your life. And I promise you, your body physically will be stressed. You can measure it on uh, wearable devices, how bad your HRV is when you overconsume alcohol, sugar, uh, lots of flours and grains and glutens, uh, lots of dairy. Um, these things, for most people, not all people, these things are very inflammatory, which has a, an HRV a quantifiable, you know, marker that you can watch just completely, completely uh, go in the wrong direction by not watching what we put in our body. And, you know, processed foods, processed oils, these, all these things and grains are probably the biggest killers. Um, they are raising inflammation, they're raising cortisol, and, and they're just bogging down the system on a day-in, day-out basis. So we have to remove those things, eat clean, nourishing foods, hydrate your body. Um, these are the things that we can really bring stress down from a physical standpoint. Now, once you've managed these things, uh, then you can think about some advanced strategies. And that's where we're going to finish this podcast off with the advanced strategies. Once you've like, you manage your time well, you've stopped, you know, multitasking outside of work, you know, you're focusing on getting outside, you know, doing the things, maybe it's art, music, creativity, whatever it is for you that de-stresses you. Now you can start to focus on some of these advanced strategies. So what are some of our advanced strategies? Well, number one, we have to eat enough calories. And you may be thinking, what? I didn't think you'd about to say that. We have to eat enough calories. One of the biggest levers that you can pull to really stress your body out is to chronically under eat calories. It's a huge stress to the body. I'll tell you why, because it eventually will shut down thyroid production. It'll downregulate hormone production. You'll start to feel more edgy, more anxious, less libido. Your sleep will suffer. Um, and it all comes from just chronic calorie restriction. Okay, so you have to have a good gauge of where your calories are at. And I promise you, if you eat enough calories, you will actually sleep better. You'll have more libido. Your stress will be down. And part of the ways we do that without gaining weight or gaining fat is by consistently uh, strength training and resistance training. Okay, because that keeps your metabolism high. It also keeps your sex hormones high. Um, these things are how we like really keep calories in their proper place without gaining a lot of body fat. Okay. And they gotta be the right calories because you know, 5,000 calories of processed food is totally different effect than 5,000 calories of clean food, nourishing food. Okay. Studies consistently show this. If you look at clinical research studies, now let's go on to number two, breathe daily. Now, why in the world would I just tell you to breathe daily? You may be thinking, I do breathe, Zach. I'm living, right? Well, breathe daily is not just about our, our autonomic nervous system breathing that we do on a day-in, day-out basis. What I'm talking about breathing is start a breathing routine. I'll probably do a whole show on just how to do that, how to start a breathing routine. But simply just taking a few minutes, like I said, in the car, like four or five big, deep breaths with long exhales 
pause this podcast, do about four of those. Tell me you don't feel more calm after you do four or five of those breaths. Breathing deeply on a daily basis, and it actually has the effect to turn off your autonomic nervous system. This is like taking the airplane out of autopilot, okay, and taking control of the wheel. That autopilot is what leads to chronically uh, elevated stress and cortisol and adrenaline. So we breathing deeply, uh, again, if you work out every day, great. Take 12, 10 or 12 minutes after your workout to do some deep breathing and stretching. I promise it'll do you wonders to turn off that cortisol and deactivate your nervous system. Your body will feel better for it too because as your nervous system deactivates, you hold less tension in your muscles and you'll be able to stretch farther and feel more mobile. Let's go on to number three. And I already mentioned this, we'll quickly touch on it again. Stretch and breathe after every workout. Uh, number four, don't take, don't overtax your body when it comes to training. This is a mistake I see constantly with people who train too much. Maybe they, they say that um, this is my stress relief. This is how I manage stress is exercise, okay? Well, I can tell you my health has never been worse than when I overtrained. Um, it's, it's too stressful on the body. We have to keep training in a balanced place. Uh, there is no rule that says if a little is great, more is even better. Okay. And you could literally say that for so many things. I could say it for even nourishing clean food. If you eat too much of it, it starts to become inflammatory for the body and exercise in excess is no different. Let's move on. We're running out of time here. Uh, number five, supplementation. So there is a time and a place I use supplements for stress. And one of the best products I use is actually from Thorn Supplements. You guys hear me talk about uh, this company a lot that I work with. And they have a, a stress bundle. It's three different products. Uh, one of them is GABA. One of them is Stress Balance. And the other one is, and I just lost it. Oh, yes, a B-complex. Um, so these three supplements used in combination um, are massively important to make sure that you have the raw materials to deal with elevated stress, but also to actually bring that stress down and keep it in its proper place. So it's a, a blend of herbs and botanicals and vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that are all supported, um, or it's all set up to support stress and balance stress. So you can find that at thornsupplements.com. Um, actually it's just thorn.com slash you slash muscles is how you find my link to, uh, join the client invite list. All you have to do is send me an email muscles and veggies at Gmail, and I'll put you on the client invite list. And when you join that, uh, you'll get 25% off of everything in the store, not just this stress bundle. And you don't have to use any codes or anything like that. Every time you log in, you'll get 25% off. So shoot me an email if you want to join that. And then, you know, with supplementation, you can also use different herbs. Uh, valerian root's really great. Chamomile is really great. Uh, lemon balm is really great for anxiety. Um, you know, and there's, there's lots of other ones as well. Ashwagandha and phosphatidylserine are two that I use when I'm really, really stressed. And maybe I can do a whole podcast on just that and kind of break down some of these supplements and botanicals and how they really work, the, the research that's behind them. Um, but there, there is so many more things besides, you know, um, self-medicating with alcohol or marijuana or, you know, recreational drugs and things like that. So let's talk about number six and number seven, number six, we talked about already grounding nature, sunshine. 
Uh, this is a really great way. Studies have consistently shown that being outdoor in nature naturally lowered cortisol in all people. Okay. So um, this has to do with a few different things. The binaural beats that are in nature. So these are natural sounds that actually calm the nervous system. The other thing is grounding, the research behind grounding and the negative ions that the earth produces. We are positively charged individuals which is why we can generate static scooting across the carpet floor. And we release those um, positive ions into the earth because it's a negative ion uh, conductor. Okay, so... Um, I know that's like, what did he just say? But trust me, there is really, really good research behind grounding and lowering cortisol. And then finally, sunshine. Adequate, inadequate levels of vitamin D consistently correlates with higher levels of anxiety, stress, depression, hormone dysfunction, across the board, lower immune system. I mean, just look at the studies behind vitamin D. Uh, sunshine is massively important. Plus, think about it this way when you go to the beach or you go to the lake or you go to the creek and you're out in the sun all day long, how do you sleep that night usually? Like a baby most of the time. And that's because sunlight in our eyes, in our environment, it triggers a higher level of serotonin in the day. That serotonin is not wasted. At the end of the day, it converts to melatonin and we sleep really good. This is a natural rhythm of our circadian rhythm and also our, our sleep hormones. And then finally, this is probably a no-brainer, but like consistently using Epsom salt baths, massage, foam rolling, mobility, all of these things can really help deactivate the nervous system. And magnesium alone, I didn't even touch on that, but magnesium supplementation alone really has a calming effect on the body and can mitigate stress, which by the way, if you realize why we need so much magnesium is because stress, high levels of cortisol and adrenaline actually depletes our magnesium stores in our body. Look, I'm 26 minutes into this podcast. I have a vow to myself that I don't go this long. So if you're listening still, thank you. Thank you for hearing me out on stress. Obviously, I could have broken this into probably two different podcasts, but if you have any questions, uh, you like what you're hearing, please reach out to me, leave me a review. Um, but I'll leave it there at this one. Find ways to manage your stress. It will improve your health. It will improve your body composition. And it will also improve your quality of life. Okay, so stress is massively important to get a firm uh, hold on and manage properly. So thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll see you next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.